So the Lord has spoken. The Lord has spoken. And I think based on what, uh, what the Bible says, what God said here this morning, and I think what we know in our spirits is that God wants it more than we want it, an encounter with his children. And God wants, now he said a couple of things this morning. Uh, he said not to look to the left or to the right, which means that we are looking to the left or to the right. I don't think Charlie just said that because he, you know, saw something last night that said don't look to the left or to the right. So God is saying that it's somewhere in our lives we are looking to the left or to the right, which means that we are not trusting God in something. We are looking for something else to give us guidance, something else to give us the direction that we're looking for. And I guarantee you that anything outside of the word of God and the spirit of God is going to lead us in the wrong direction, especially when it's our own emotions and the things that we like and the things that we think are right. Uh, It says, you know, man makes his plans, but the steps are ordered by God. So I think instead of us making plans, we should probably ask God what are the steps he wants us to make. What are those steps? Uh, And I guarantee you, if you're here today, God said this because you're here today. And he wanted you that are here today to hear this. Also, the other thing was God wanted to lift burdens. He wanted to give freedom. He wanted, he was saying through Jerry that he's going to be with us and that he is with us and we're not to fear the valley and we're not to uh, get all kind of bent out of shape. That would mean that somebody's going through something this morning. Easy to say, really, because we're all coming in from seven days in the world. Um, So, If you're not walking in with something, you're in a cave somewhere all week because the world does have a tendency. And by the world, I mean that which is not of faith. Something because there's two forces, as you know, there's one feeding us towards God, which is the spirit of God. And there's another force that is pushing us away from God. And we are susceptible to that. We're still in this sphere. Luckily, one day we will be in another sphere. We will be in the heavenly sphere where there will be none of that, the sinful nature pushing us in the wrong direction. But God also talked about today about being delivered and being uh, set free. So there's obviously people who need deliverance. Now, we think deliverance is a big bad word. We think you need to fall down on the floor and roll around. That is not what deliverance is. Deliverance is the knowledge of the truth. And that's what happens. And then God comes in and does whatever he's going to do with that knowledge of truth. That's the greatest deliverance we can have. But God wants to have an encounter with you today. So it would be a little bit ridiculous if we had these words given and we didn't give an opportunity for that to happen. And I just went on talking about something uh, totally different. God has said what he wants to say to us this morning, that he's with you. And you know what? It's funny because how often do we hear this? Especially recently as we've been making more space for the spirit to speak. We are hearing over and over again God saying this to us. Why is he saying it over and over again? It's because we need to hear it. We need to be reminded. That's the power of coming to church is we need to be reminded that God is with us. Again, seven days of everything telling us that 
<laughs> you know, he may not be in the way that some things look. So, first of all, for people who are seeking direction in their life, if you're not seeking direction in your life, that means you're not moving. It's, Bill Wozniak used to say all the time, even God himself cannot steer a parked bicycle. Like, it, there's no sense. It's not going anywhere. We have to be moving in order for directions to be of any use to us. So, obviously, God's saying that there's somebody here, some people here that need direction in their life, need to hear a word from God, need to have some kind of assurance about the direction in their life. And God said he's here to give you that today, right? He's here to give you that today. You never just came to see a few people and then go home. God wants to have an encounter with his people. So if that's you, uh, we're just going to stop and pray on that issue. If you just are someone who is looking for direction, you need direction, you want God to give you direction so that you're not looking here and looking there. Following God is not easy. It's not easy. And the Bible shows us glaring examples of that, that it is not an easy thing. It takes humility. It takes patience. It takes the willingness to bow the head for a minute and realize that we are not God and he is. And to listen, to just listen, not demand, but listen and hear what God is saying to us. And God speaks. So if that is your situation this morning and you want direction in your life, I just ask that you stand now and we're going to pray. We're going to ask people around you to come and uh, for the leaders in the church, this is your opportunity to Uh, stand up those who are of maturity to come and pray for those people that are standing right now if you see somebody standing and nobody is at their shoulder go over to them amen father we pray this morning for those that have stood here who are needing direction from you this morning father we came here to hear from you And Father, I pray that right now as they think about the situation that they are seeking you on, the direction that you are seeking, that uh, they need from you, that Father, you would just give them the yay, the nay, or the wait. Give them that specific direction that they are needing this morning. Father, to go and do something, to not do something, to step through a door, to not step through a door. And Father, we know this morning that risk is part of faith. And taking a risk is part of walking with you. And that, Father, not knowing the end is part of walking with you. That is what walking in faith is. So, Father, I pray this morning that you would give them that sense, that confirmation in their spirit, that, Father God, You are guiding them and that they will hear your voice, know your way, and walk in that this morning. And Father, I also pray for those who feel just stuck. They're just stuck. Um, I believe that, Father God, forgiveness is required this morning, a sense of forgiveness, 
Remind us, Lord, that you have paid for it all on the cross. It is finished. And that, Father God, as we just seek you this morning for forgiveness in whatever areas in our life, we know that you are willing, you are joyously willing to forgive us. So, Father, I pray this morning that they would have a fresh sense of the presence of your spirit in their life, that they would leave this place with confidence of knowing that you are with them, walking beside them, before them, behind them, around them, and that you will give them guidance, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God will speak. And it's really important for the leaders in the church that you're looking around and you're asking God, is there anything you want me to say to anybody? Is there anything that needs to be said? Because you could say something that will absolutely change their life. Well, what if I say the wrong thing? So what? What are you going to do? Tell them to cash in all their RRSPs and give it to you? I mean, really. I mean, what you're going to do is you're, at the most you're going to bless, at the least you're going to bless them right? But you may actually have a word of God for their life. There's also the statement about those that are heavy burdened, heavy burdened. And God wouldn't have brought it up if it wasn't an issue. I don't know what the burdens are that you walk in here with this week. You may walk in with financial burdens, with relational burdens. Someone may have said something to you that really hurt you. Something may have been done to you that just made you feel not good. I don't know the burdens. There may have been a loss this week. There may be fear of loss. But if you have a heavy burden this morning, we just want you to stand again. This is, we want to be in the presence of God, right? Um, we can go home and watch a sermon. There's a whole bunch of them on YouTube if you want to. But this is a place where we have an encounter with God. And that's what we're praying for. So, Father... Uh, Jerry, would you go over with comfort, please? And just put your arm on comfort. The lady in the back, right there. Someone come and put their arm on Steph. And someone on Claudio. Be looking around for people who need ministry. Don't just look straight ahead. Look around. Father, you have, Lord, spoken this morning and you have revealed to us because you're merciful. You love your kids. And therefore, you're not afraid to say what needs to be spoken to. You're not afraid to say, I'm here to help. And Father, we're not afraid to stand up and receive it. Father, I pray for those who are standing that the heavy burdens of life the things that have been for ages will be broken today. Father, I speak over addictions, and in the name of Jesus Christ, I command them to be broken. There, it's, it's almost like there's these little last tentacles hanging on, and I just see God pulling them off. I speak freedom over you in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak deliverance and healing and wholeness. You will not be the same. You will not be the same. You will not be the same. In Jesus' name. Father, we're just believing that hurts and wounds from things that people said would be gone in Jesus' name. 
that Father God, the newness of life would come. The newness of life would come. I just lift off this person, Father God, the sense of rejection, accusation, sense of inferiority. Father, we just lift it off her right now in Jesus' name. And we speak the freedom of Christ because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Father, we pray for the changes. There's things changing in people's lives. And uh, there's worry. Uh, There's worry about the future and, and changes and not knowing what's coming. And the Lord wants you to know this morning that he said he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And there is nothing that can come against you that is going to be able to have victory over you. Because Jesus has defeated the world. And that victory is within us. So Father, I pray for those that have worry this morning. I just see the word worry. And Father, let, let us be reminded that Lord, you saw all of this before we were even born. You saw our path before we ever came to you. You know what is in our future, past, present, and you are in it with us. And your promise is that, Father God, you would turn it into good, that you would cause benefit to come from it. So, Father, I speak freedom for your people this morning. I lift them out of that which would try to hold them down. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, fill them right now. Fill them with your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God is good. We have to understand this. We've got to understand this. That God is insanely obsessed with you. Obsessed enough that he he did what he did with his son. Now, you don't get that, and I don't get that. I, we just don't. We know that, uh, that Jesus died on the cross. We know that the Lord sent his son. We know that in, in the narrative. We know that. I don't know how many of us actually have a, a, a visceral, emotional understanding of what that actually represented and what the actual cost. I believe when Jesus died for you, the Lord God Almighty in heaven was feeling the pangs of the death of his son the same way any healthy parent would feel the absolute pangs of the death of their child. And Jesus, as you know from Gethsemane, he knew what was happening. He knew the extent of it. He showed us through the drops of blood and the sweat and whatever that means that there was a a tremendous awareness of an emotion going on there. There was tremendous, he just didn't march up and say, okay, guys, let's get to that crucifixion. He didn't do that. It went through it with all of the emotions that, that anybody would go through something like that, and I would say, of course, much more. God is insanely obsessed with you and I. And it's one of the great heartaches for me is to see the casualty in which we come in front of God. I'm not saying you guys. I'm saying the church. The West has moved into this kind of thing of turning God into a cafe, like he's your barista. Is that the word? Burrito. Burrito. (laughs) That's right. He's our burrito. 
but that God is just this guy that you slap on the back on the way to your seat and how you do in Jesus. And I believe that's one of the reasons that we are not seeing the power in the church. We are not seeing health in the church. We are not seeing conversions in the church. If we can get at church the same thing we get at Starbucks, then why, why, really, really? It's just Starbucks with a few commands and it's some nice songs. Um, but God wants to have an encounter with us. And I said it to the, I was up at the camp last week and speaking and uh, for a few minutes, Bill and I went up and I said, God doesn't show up just because you and I do. That's, just because we show up doesn't mean God shows up. God waits specifically for an attitude. He waits specifically for an atmosphere. He waits specifically for an invitation. And what we've been learning over these months is that that invitation and that atmosphere does not just happen because we show up. That's why, of course, to, at, the, at the risk of being repetitive again, the reason we're doing those songs at the beginning of the service is to get us prepared so that we can interact with God and he can interact with us so that we can come and have that encounter that we want to have with God. Because I don't know about you, but I need this. I need it. And with the days becoming the way they are, and I don't want to get all apocryphal about it, but the reality of the situation is this little puppy, this little uh, oasis in space called planet Earth is rocking and rolling. Like it really is. It's definitely up for renovation. And we know the end of the story. The, you know, Billy Graham said that if the world repented that he would you know, erase the book of Revelation. And I believe God would. If the world repented tomorrow, you and I, well, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't want to be crazy here, but I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, and it's like Bill said this morning with Noah, every animal in the world got on that boat, but he could only convince eight people. Like we are a stubborn, stubborn people. And every time we walk out of church and go out, now hopefully you have a healthy prayer time. Hopefully you have a healthy time that you're spending every day with the Lord. Because if you don't, you're spending it with something else. And that something else is going to form you. It's going to form you. It's going to influence you. It's going to create in you uh, whatever that is whether it's Netflix or working more hours than we really have to, but we're doing it for some codependent reason or whatever it is, if we're not spending time with God in the, during our days, well, something else is affecting us. And if that's the case, you really need church. We really need it. But when we walk out, we are being affected instantly when we walk out. This is a sanctified place. We pray. I pray through here all week. We anoint the chairs. We play, pray over this place every week. I do, certainly. That when you come in here on Sunday, you're going to have an encounter, not with me, but with the Holy Spirit. And that you're going to leave this place changed in some way, shape, or form. You're going to have some kind of uh, renewed sense of self, renewed sense of God, renewed sense of possibility, renewed sense of hope, renewed whatever it is. 
But God is moving in our midst, and he wants to have an encounter with you and I. But we have to bring the, the actual expectation in our heart for that to happen. It's a powerful thing. And I truly believe that, and we're starting to see it, we're starting to see people have pretty good health reports coming back. The doctor might say some bad things, but when they get a little bit deeper, they find, oh, it's not as bad as it was, not as bad as we thought, or, or it's gone altogether. And we're going to start seeing more and more of that happening as we start getting together, again, with that attitude, right? God is good. God loves you. God cares about you. And if that's all you leave this place with today, then that's enough. That really is enough. Uh, Cuba. I got some pictures here. This is really funny. <laughs> now, a little backstory. Uh, this is Casadonna. And many of you know that this church was responsible for raising $40,000 U.S. for us to go down to Holguin and to purchase a house. And this house is for the parents of the children who are at the, uh, the children's hospital. There's only two children's hospitals in Cuba, one in Holguin, one in Havana. Uh, they're 10 hours apart. Uh, most of the children, if they end up in this hospital, it's very serious. Uh, it's usually got to do with cancer or some long-term illness, which means that the parents need somewhere to stay. As we've told you before, they, they were sleeping on the street or if they could find friends to help them, they would go there, but there is no. So these guys, I love, can you go back to that picture, uh, Gladys? So here's three men looking at a washing machine. <laughs> they said, now this is something. What does this do, right? <laughs> we know it does something. Go to the next one. We think it's got something to do with these clothes. It's got something to do with those clothes, right? And then the next one. Ah, this is what it does. You put it in here, but actually you're not supposed to wash them in there. You're supposed to let the machine wash them, right? <laughs> this is great. I love it. Men in a washing machine. And uh, I just got to read you. Uh, I'll just read you something. Uh, the people who are doing the laundry are from a municipality of Holguin and have been at the pediatric hospital for eight months now. So those guys have been there for eight months. We have provided them with food, money, and discipleship, and they've been attending the church and are very grateful. Uh, these people, uh, if you go, yeah, these people here uh, are the parents of a girl who spent seven years at the hospital. Um, and they serve them as part of the hospital uh, ministry previously. Now, you guys who've been down to Cuba with us know that there is no money. Nobody has any money to stay at a hotel or a Casa Particular or anything. They don't have any money. Most of them are walking or hitchhiking on the back of a, bu a bus or a truck or something. Um, so they, before this, had nowhere to stay. And that's not an exaggeration. They'd stay with whoever would take them in and people that would help them. The Lord performed a, a miracle and healed the girl that was in the hospital. And the family, it says here, when they returned to their hometown in Baracoa, Guantanamo, 
they offered their home to the service of the Lord. They opened a church. They're like, they just opened a church, you know. Uh, as, a re- as a result of that, a new church was established, a Baptist church. Well, that's okay. Um, and nowadays, this is great. They come to the hospital to preach the gospel in the same ward where their girl was, and they serve the patients the same way they were served. That's what it's all about, right? That's, that's why we're here. That's what we're doing. Um, praise God. They stay at Casadonna every time they come. So that's what's going on at, uh, and these are some of the, the people. They don't let men stay there yet. They just have, it's only for the moms and men are kicked out on the, out on the sidewalk. Um, but they just have uh, uh, for women. And it's so crazy because when we established that house, it took a year, even though they had the money, it took a year for them to get the beds. Because you can't get anything in Cuba. You can't get anything. So um, they now have the beds, and it's a wonderful ministry. And it's really wonderful to know that we were able to do that, you know? So praise God. God is good. And, and he's working, and he's doing things. And I want to pray for family. Anyone who has a family situation, the word family just came into my mind. Have you stand up if you have family that need salvation, need some kind of direction. Um, Father, you know who we're standing for. Father, and we pray right now in Jesus' name. We pray for you, Holy Spirit. We ask that angels would go forward and would do spiritual warfare around these people that are in our minds right now. And Father, we believe we're not praying out of panic. We're not praying out of some kind of uh, angst-filled hope that something might happen. We're praying because we believe this is the will of you that these people would come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, that they would have deliverance and healing and change in their life, that, Father, you would become the Lord of their life. And, Father, I pray for those standing here today that they would have a privileged audience with these people, that, Father, you would give them the words and you would give them divine wisdom on how to speak and how to affect and how to interact with these people to know when to speak, when not to speak, when to be close, when not to be close. And to know this, that, Father, you are always in process with these people. So, Father, we just present these people right now in front of you in heaven. We present them. We believe for their salvation. And we thank you, Father God, that you are working according to your will that all men would come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is good. Well, I want to say hello to Stefan and Wendy. You want to stand up? These Stefan and Wendy. And, and the last time I saw them, they didn't have children. <laughs> They're all the way from Germany. Uh, used to, they used to attend a church that we had in the North End called the Agora. And they rented from New Life Christian Center. Quite possibly the best church I have ever been in outside of this one. But it, it was the best church experience I've had. 
Um, and uh, uh, Stefan, you want to say anything? You wanna, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but uh, come on up and say something. Such a great guy. So smart, too. He kind of scares me. He's so smart. It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Here you go. Thank you. Um, it's been lovely to be here and to just um, feel the warmth and the friendliness here. I have nothing profound to say. Um, I want to say something very simple. Um, I want to say that the arms of the Father are wide open. Um, I know you know that. And we all know it. And we don't know it. Yes. And, 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 and between those two, we, we move back and forth. And, and, and so I just, just want to say that. Um, he's, he's always waiting, as you said at the beginning. Um, and that's, that's the great greatness of our God, that he who understands stuff that we, we don't com can comprehend, he who speaks and, and creates existence, like out of nothing, he's the same who revealed his love through his son to us. So the question that if is God is for us, it was answered 2,000 years ago on the cross. So there's no doubt that God loves us and is good. It's perfectly, as my daughter just said, God's not just good, he's perfect. And so he um, doesn't make mistakes like we do. And his, the arms of the Father are wide open. And, and, and we, as, as a father myself, I know we're not perfect, but we know we're not perfect because we have in us a sense of what a true father should be like. And he's all that that we can't meet. So the arms of the Father are wide open. Amen. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you. Are you pastoring or are you teaching? Yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so you're pastoring and teaching. I'm pastoring and teaching, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well, it's so good to see you guys. They've been at the beach. Yeah. Don't have a lot of beaches in Germany. No, uh, no, and lots of beautiful ones here. They're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's great to see you. Great Thank you. you. The arms of the Father are wide open. Well, there's an invitation. There's an invitation. There may be somebody here this morning who's never actually come into the arms of the Father. God's, you think of the prodigal son coming home. So amazing. This tells us about our God. This, Jesus did that because he wanted to teach us a lesson and show us profoundly what the actual nature of our Father in heaven is. So they show this guy who you know what he did. He completely disrespected his father by saying, I want my inheritance now, which was basically saying, will you please just die and give me the money? It was incredible. But his father was good about it. He said, okay, I'll give you what you want. I'll give you that money. <laughs> and sometimes God will give us what we want, allow us to walk right into it. Um, and so what's the father doing that whole time? He's looking for his son. He's standing out looking for his son. Arms wide open. Just like Stefan said. Arms wide open. And it's a profound thing because so often we have such an authoritarian idea of God. When Jesus is over and over again trying to say, no, he is a loving Abba Father. He is a loving Daddy who is waiting for you and I to come home. 
It's an amazing thing. And in all of our brokenness, in all of our rebellion, in all of our disgust, in all of our stench of being in the world, God is saying, I want you to come home. So, Father, we pray this morning. If there's anybody here this morning that has never actually answered the call, that has never run into the open arms of our Father, I pray this morning that, Lord, you would just speak and let them know that today is their day. Today is the day to do that. Father, today is the day to come home. Today is the day to say yes. Today is the day to turn away from what was and to what you have for us. Father God, I ask right now, Holy Spirit, that you speak to any heart here that would need that transition in their life and that there would be a yes and that wonderful embrace of you with this son or daughter who has come home. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. You have your hand up, Ron? You know, that's an interesting point, isn't it? So there's a parent grieving over their child. It's been very difficult, very difficult with uh, Liam. But would we be crazy to think that God doesn't react that same way? Or is this just a human thing? I mean, God, obviously, if we're feeling that way for a child who's wayward, imagine what God is feeling. Because those children just came through us, but they came from God. So God knew them for eternity, had them in his mind's eye. And to think that God is not affected by seeing his son or daughter in a ditch somewhere, drugged out of their mind or whatever's going on, or in the arms of absolutely the wrong person and the wrong situation. This is the God that we serve. So compassionate, slow to anger, plenteous in compassion, right? Long-suffering. Yes. Ah, God is so good. He's perfect, thank you. God is perfect. Little theology there from the child. He is perfect. Let's, uh, we have to pray for one more person, Kim. Uh, uh, Kim is someone that my sister Cam and I know, uh, a dear saint of God. She's been stricken the last four months. She can't get, she can't walk anymore. She's got this liver kind of weird thing going on. She's, she's just really under it. And I went to visit her, and I just feel God's... I see her walking again. I, I, I don't know about the whole liver thing and everything, but I, I see her walking again. So I just want you to agree with me this morning. And anybody else who has a medical condition that needs healing this morning, uh, if you want to just stand as a statement of faith, you can do that. Father, we pray this morning. We believe in divine health. Father, we, we just believe that you are a healing God it's up to you where you do it, how you do it, and when you do it, but we believe you do it. And Father, we pray for Kim and everybody who has stood here today. We are believing that, Father God, your healing presence is going forth right now. That, Father God, you are touching issues. You are touching cancers, Father God. 
You are shrinking lumps and shadows on x-rays. Father, you are straightening bones and you are changing ligaments and you are doing things with organs and with blood flow and with all of the chemicals of the body. Father, we pray this morning for Kim that she would walk in Jesus' name to get up out of that chair and to walk in Jesus' name. And that, Father God, you give us the authority to go out this week and be the messengers of your grace by praying with compassion and gentleness for those who need your healing and your touch. And, Father, we receive it today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And remember, healing does not have to be instant. It doesn't have to be. It's when God uh, deposits it, then we walk with it and we walk it out. Those lepers who got their healing as they went in obedience towards the temple to tell uh, you know them about your standing to say something. Oh, go ahead. Okay, well, Father, we just uh, received that. Father, we just believe that you are taking poison out of her life. You're taking poison out of her organs. Whatever the effect is, whatever the infective thing that's causing the uh, problems, we just believe you're healing it right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. She actually sang here once. Her and uh, somebody, they sang here some years ago. Um, Beautiful, beautiful voice and... Anyway, we'll uh, just remember her this week. Uh, We're going to take up an offering. Uh, We're doing that tonight at 6 o'clock. And uh, and Monique, do you want to meet with ushers and you want to say something? Anyway, it's a beautiful day out there. Enjoy it. Go to the beach. Do whatever you want. Enjoy God's beautiful nature and uh, so good to see you. Father, we thank you for your people. We thank you for your spirit being here today. We thank you that you have spoken to us, that you've revealed the things of our heart in the most gentle way, and you've reached out to touch us in those areas. So, Father, today is a good day. I pray a blessing on everybody here that your angels would walk with us as we leave this place and that we would come back next week with great stories of what it is you are doing in our life and in the lives of those who know us. In Jesus' name, amen. There's coffee and stuff at the back. Have a great week.